Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to the Beachside CEO, Troy Dooley here. We are heard around the globe on the Home Business Radio Network. You can turn in to homebusinessradionetwork.com, listen to our show twice a day, along with some of the greatest mentors, trainers, coaches, uh, in, really in the home business profession, not necessarily in network marketing, uh, internet marketing, affiliate marketing, party plan marketing, I mean, you name it. If it's a home-based business, there is a professional on that show listening to what's going on. And it's exciting to me to be able to surround myself with such great people. But we are, we're in Chapter 5 of a book called The Tripping Point in Leadership, Overcoming Organizational Apathy. This is by David Byrd. He's a master of, of, of effective leadership. Now, Brian Mast, who's his editor and publisher, phenomenal guy. I've been able to know Brian. I work very closely with him and his publishing company. And when he gave me this book and said, Troy, you, you've got to read this. This will change your life. I was with Brian a week ago. I, did, I love hanging out with him. He is, he is somebody that has he's helped so many people. He used to be the, the ghostwriter for Paul J. Myers. Uh, the man is just, he just got a boatload of wisdom that he's always willing to share. And this right here just blew my mind because it's so good. We're in the <coughs> chapter 5. It takes courage to overcome apathy, courage that anyone can develop. See, the power of courage, which is what this chapter is titled, is, is really something we all need to look at. We're not talking about egos. We're not talking about narcissism. We're talking about the confidence to move forward, even in the face of adversity. David starts his chapter. He says, Awareness of the negative impact from the forces of apathy within an organization is a critical issue for all leaders. See, every leader, high and low, you may only be leading yourself right now. And this is very important. Because when we don't realize the negative impact, what will eventually happen is that we ourselves will become dull, negative disillusioned crybabies who who really people just don't want to hang out with. And when that happens, we get into a rut that's tough to get out of. So today, as we move into the weekend, we're going to be sharing some stuff that I want you guys to think about. See, in the first three chapters of this book, David examined and we talked about the creative powers of choice, vision, and attraction. Those we're able to serve as a counterbalance for the forces of apathy within ourselves or within our organization. But the most powerful one, I think, is courage. The courage to think outside the box. The courage to be different. The courage to go against the status quo, if you will. The courage to, even when you fail, to realize it's a learning experience and you can move forward. Now, courage, at least in my life, has come in different packages you know, when I, when I was a teenager, I had courage. I'd take on the world. But it wasn't until I joined the Marine Corps that that physical courage really started to take hold. The ability to draw a pistol, aim it, and fire, or in some cases draw and never aim but fire and hit my target. To be able to grab an M16 and at a 1,000 yards hit a bullseye. 
to able to be able to master hand to hand combat, to be able to take those and use it in in a, in a professional manner as a professional bail bond agent, as a bounty hunter, as a bodyguard. That was when I first saw that physical courage. But then there's also the intellectual courage. I saw intellectual courage really come to play when I when I got into insurance and mutual funds. When I started working at A.L. Williams and, and WMA full-time. Working to overcome. Working to focus on what it was that, that could help other people. Being able to, to tweak my knowledge and provide it as wisdom. I also find that as I read books today, like David's book right here. Being able to take his knowledge, put it into play, and then bring it out in actions so that that wisdom can be shared with others, that's intellectual courage. And maybe the most important of all, at least for us as leaders, is emotional courage. Emotional courage is when we look at our lives, when we look at how we've affected others, and we're willing to publicly make statements on that pro or con. I did a video not too long ago that said I failed in some of my reporting. And and I did. There were some areas it's like, dag, gum, I just screwed that one up royally. But you have to admit it when you make mistakes. You have to have the emotional courage to play straightforward. So what is it? What I mean, can we narrow down and give a definition of what emotional courage is and, and what it means to each of us as individuals? And I would say emotional courage picks us up when we fail. Emotional courage is when we know that we don't take our eye off the ball, that we know what our vision is, we know where we want to go. Emotional c- courage keeps us acting on our our objectives, on our mission, on our goals, regardless of the circumstances or what other people say, think, or do. That's the tough one right there. See, it's easy for us to say, okay, I'm staying true to the course. I'm staying true to the mission until we listen to what other people say, think, or do. In the Marine Corps, which I always go back to, we didn't have a... uh, a word for surrender or or retreat. We we just that just wasn't in the vocabulary. That's why you see Marines die when other people live. That's why you see Marines as the last people to leave embassies when they're <coughs> when they're allowed to guard them. Is because they know no matter what they're there for a mission. Sometimes they may change directions to overcome the enemy. But they don't worry about what people say, think, or do because they know that the mission is far bigger than themselves. See, they understand, as we need to understand, that emotional courage brings stability and security to every situation in life, in our case, to our home, to our businesses. Emotional courage will take calculated risks, not blindly following somebody, but calculated risk. You lay it all out. In my case, I'm going to take some calculated risk this week. I'm going to go have fun at Catalyst. But before I do, I will shoot a video that will ask a question <coughs> Excuse me, to the network marketing community. 
And as I get those answers, then I will move forward. Because I believe that when you take a calculated risk, one of the ways that you calculate is to get the opinions of those around you. Now, you may say, Troy, that sounds contradictory to have an emotional courage that lets you act your goal regardless of the circumstances or what other people say and think. That's absolutely true. But it's not contradictory. It's just they both work hand in hand. See, asking for advice from others and worrying about what others say or do or think about you is two different things. I believe as a leader in the network marketing community, when I make a move, because it does affect so many people, that it's my fiduciary responsibility to say, hey, i got a question I want to ask the community before I do this. That's the way it is. Emotional courage, this is big, is the fuel for the fires of positive expectations. It's what fuels us to move forward. Here's the good one. Emotional courage dares to dream. When all hell's breaking loose around you, when you feel at your lowest, When you drive that emotional courage, it pushes you forward. Here's something else that I found. I found this hanging out with guys like Steve Wallach, BK Braco, Richard Brooks, Ken Dunn, Fred Nino, Donna Johnson, Donna Valdez. This is what I find out by hanging out with these folks, and it's pretty radical. Emotional courage is contagious. It fuels a fire like you would never believe. Everybody gets on the bandwagon. Everybody's excited. Emotional courage stands strong with optimism when everyone else is losing theirs. I've been, it's been said, I didn't say it, it's been said over the last few months that I was overly optimistic about a company that I was covering. A company was called Zeke Rewards. And I probably was over-optimistic But, man, I saw people's lives changing in such a big way that I just thought, man, how can all these smarter people than me be wrong? And and obviously we were wrong. But I was overly optimistic. And you know what? I'm probably always going to be that way because I want to see the best in people. I want to trust people. I want to know that people are moving in the right direction. I want to see people's dreams and their objectives and their goals come true. I believe that emotional courage is so contagious and it stands tall with optimism. I believe that. Emotional courage faces its blind spots and says, I can improve. Oh, Lord, have I learned that one over the last few months. I have a lot of improvement to do. Emotional courage faces its fears with an I will win attitude. I'm going through that right now. I've got some fears. You know, it's not the sign of a good leader is honesty. And you know what? Anybody that tells you they don't have a little bit of fear, even even when, when, when we look at fear differently, I believe that it's about facing everything and recovering. That's what fear means to me. But dadgummit, I know that it's a little scary in some situations that I'm facing. And if you don't think I'm not going to the Lord every day, then you're fooling yourself because every day I'm starting and finishing my day and in between saying, Lord, I need some guidance. I need some true wisdom on this one. This is a tough one right here. That's what I'm that's what I'm doing because courage, emotional courage faces fears with an I can win attitude. Emotional courage never wastes time by placing blame. 
You just take personal accountability, plain and simple. End of conversation on that one. Don't waste time placing blame. Just take personal responsibility. See, what I believe is that these passionate statements demonstrate by why both David and I believe courage to be the most important personal power of an effective leader. You know, I've traveled around the country the last few months, especially in the last 30 days since Zeke Rewards was, was shut down as a Ponzi. And I had to face people who who said, Troy, we watched your videos and, and we decided that we were we were going to join that company. Oh, man, is that a tough one. And every one of them have said, Troy, thank you for being there because we've learned a lot. And, and even though you learned a lot, too, we learned it together. I had a guy write me an email and said, Troy, I hated your guts. And then I got to know you personally and meet with you. And, man, all of a sudden I really understood your heart doesn't change the circumstances, but doggone it, it sure makes you realize when you take personal responsibility, people will see that. So you got to ask your que- yourself a question. What is your level of emotional courage? On a scale of 1 to 7, with 1 being the lowest and 7 being the highest, mentally rank your personal level of emotional courage. Where do you stand? Are you willing, based on those emotional statements that I just I just stated, are you willing to say I have strong emotional courage or are you saying, whoa, dude, i got to be realistic and it's below a six. Now, if it's below a six, then, then you're in the danger zone. We all are, not just you, but we all are. See, we have to realize this. You either have it or you don't. And if you don't have it, you can get it. That's the fun part. David writes this, and I thought this was pretty powerful. Personal success will always be just beyond the grasp of those who do not develop the power of emotional courage. Personal success will always be just beyond the grasp of those that do not have the power of emotional courage. When we have emotional courage, the sky's the limit on what we can do. That's powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. We can rock the world in such a gigantic way. All we have to do is kick it up a notch, make it happen. But we got to get some help sometimes. See, we all know that emotional courage can be developed, but probably not by yourself. You're going to have to get some good books. You're going to have to get some, uh, maybe some CDs, some tapes, some personal counseling, maybe... If you're in, in a in a sales business, check with your upline manager of some kind and and talk with them about how you can become a better person. See, emotional courage is your personal conditioned capacity to respond with positive actions rather than negative beliefs to all of life's events. I had a, a call with one of my new mentors. <clears throat> this is somebody that I've known for four or five years, and and it's funny because we've communicated on Facebook. I've worked as a consultant with some of the companies that he he has been with. I've worked with some of his great friends, got to know him, and, and we just never crossed paths personally until this last year. And he called me up about five, six months ago and said, 
I want to hire you as a uh, as a consultant, but I want you to to be a really different type of consultant for me. And I said, Yeah, man, shoot, what is it? He said, I want you to I want you to write my story. He goes, and I don't want you personally to write it, but I want you to document this stuff. I want to I want to show a documentary of where we've been and what we're doing. And I thought, Oh man, this is freaking cool. Never done this before. This would be awesome. His name's Ken Dunn. Ken and I have parallel paths in a lot of ways. Uh, at a young age, he became a cop. At a young age, I became a bounty hunter. You know, we both, in, in certain degrees, worked undercover doing things, and, and we both had these egos that were outrageous, looked crazy. But as we grew through, grew through our two different life life lessons, if you would, I've come to do stuff different than Ken does in some ways. And here's and this is where I'm going with this, is going back to what that phrase is that I just said. I said, emotional courage is your personally conditioned capacity to respond with positive actions rather than negative beliefs to all life events. He calls me yesterday, and I said, hey, dude, I've got a guy I think going to join Ocean Avenue. And he goes, oh, that's great. Who? And I told him who. And he goes, dude, I just got a nasty phone call from a guy. And 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 or really it was a text, I guess it was. And he goes, he was saying that that you had been talking to this this guy that we were talking about about Ocean Avenue, and that that whoever brings him in, that it was supposed to be him and not not anybody that you referred him to, because he was talking to him first. I said, well, I don't know, man. I started talking to the dude a month ago whenever I was in Atlanta with Vitel and uh, and hooked him up with you, but. I'm cool with that, man. I'm not. I'm doesn't matter to me if the guy thinks he owns he owns him and he deserves him and and he's working and he needs him. I'm cool with that. And King goes, Nah, don't be that way. You you need to fight for what your is yours. And I, and I said, I understand where you're coming from. I said, but here's the, here's my point. See, I live by the golden rule: do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. See, I won't get caught up in a in a in a dull, negative, disillusioned, crybaby mess of politics. I don't care who it is. When somebody comes and says they're mine or this is mine or I was there first, okay, cool. That means that you probably need something worse than I do. Now, some people with, with like Ken would say, "Don't do that." And Ken's right. I mean, he's got a point. But here's the way I see things: like this, when you have emotional courage. You can respond to life events in a way that you know you can sleep at night. See, I just don't care. I know where my whole life revolves around. It's my actions, and my actions come from the wisdom that I get from my Lord. And and I'm not going to go into detail on on that, but it's just my belief system. When you have a strong belief system, when you have a, a fully understandable emotional courage, you just don't give a rip. Hey, let other people roll, man. I still go back to what what I do for others will come back to bless me a million trillion fold. That's just the way it is. And I get so excited about that. So here's the four steps that you need to take in the last ten minutes to really start down the path of strengthening your emotional courage. Number one, you have to believe in your potential. You've got to start realizing that God created you. Now, I don't care what your religious belief is right now. I'm telling you, God created you to be a unique, powerful individual to change the world. David writes it this way. He says, it is difficult to be courageous when you do not believe in yourself. 
Your current capacities and abilities may not be significant to address your current circumstance or situation, but you have to. Uh, you, but you have untapped potential to handle any circumstance or situation. See, you just simply have to take a positive action and develop your potential. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. David writes it this way, develop your potential or settle into a comfort zone. These are your only two options. Hello? Do you want to just be a mondane individual living a mediocre life? Or do you want to go out there and change your little part of the world and maybe be part of a gigantic movement? I've got a song that I just love. I live by it. It's by Toby Keith, Love Me If You Can. And in that song, he talks about the fact that, boy, I hate war, but I know sometimes it's just going to have to take place, and I support the troops. I don't like a handout, but I always stop and give people a little hand up along the road. I mean, it's a cool song. And see, that's what you've got to realize. Do you want to settle in the comfort zone, or do you want to be somebody? And I know deep down in your heart, you want to be somebody. You want to change the freaking world. And you can do it, but you've got to change yourself first. You've got to overcome the doubt, the procrastination, the indecisiveness, the pessimism. It's not easy, especially if you've been at it for many years. But if you want to do it, then I'm here to help. There's other people here to help. That's why we do the radio shows. Make a list of your top five personal strengths, starting with your greatest strength. Just make a rock star list of it. Then find some trusted friend or mentor to review your list and confirm it or add to it. This is big. David writes this. He says, as an effective leader, you should build on your strengths rather than focus on your weaknesses. The degree of your success and achievement in life is determined by how well you develop your potential and use your strengths. I believe that with all my heart. That's what you've got to do. Number two, develop a healthy attitude towards mistakes, failures, and negative outcomes. Man, for whatever freaking reason we're taught, oh my gosh, don't ever fail, don't admit mistakes, don't do this, don't do that. Why? I have yet to find a successful historian. I don't care if it's in military strategy, business strategy, religious theology, I don't care what it is. It can, be, it can be mental, physical, financial. I've never yet met one that did not fail. And most of them failed bodaciously, gigantically they failed. Holy moly, I don't even know how they overcame it. But they did. Microsoft, prime example. They failed and 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 they failed. Think back to those early years through the 80s and the 90s. It seemed like every time they brought out an operating system, it failed. But look at them today. Because they did not take it personal. Bill Gates just kept cranking it out. The government came after him. Great Britain's government came after him. All kinds of crap over the years. He just kept cranking it out. You have to develop a healthy attitude towards mistakes, failures, and negative outcomes. You will spend much of your life dealing with negative outcomes. That's just the way life is. But if you exercise your power of choice, 
and say, I don't have to be a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby. I can learn from these. I can realize what, what I did. John Maxwell wrote a book, Failing Forward, phenomenal book. Go for it. Your behaviors demonstrate what you're going to do. Listen, <coughs> excuse me. You're going to be fi- filled with fear, worry, doubt. That's just life. We, we all go through that. What you don't want to do is become drowning in that. You want to be directed towards your outcome, goal-directed, if you will, filled with optimism, filled with faith, faith. I mean, that's the, that's the way you've got to look at it. You have to truly move it forward to a new level. When you do that, oh, my gosh, the sky's the limit. But you've got to have true belief in yourself and true belief in others to make that happen. You've got to drive it home in such a big way. David writes it this way, respond to doubt and fear with positive actions rather than negative belief. Now, to develop emotional courage, you've got to start with just a healthy attitude towards life, period. You've got to understand, we did this in, I think, Dr. Henry Cloud's book, The Law of Happiness. Only 10% of what's going to happen to us in life is, is because of circumstances. So just you, you can't change that. What you've got to do is learn to control your responses to the circumstances. See, emotional courage to the effective leader is a predetermined, productive mindset towards negative events and circumstances. You control. It's your choice. Number three, break out of your negative past conditioning by exercising your power of choice. We talked about this in Tom Hopps' book. Okay, this, this you can do. Failure, procrastination, indecisiveness, and fear, they're paralyzing. That's that past conditioning. David writes this, Failing at something is a common event, but seeing yourself as a failure comes from your past conditions or fear of insecurity. That's what we want to overcome. See, we've got to understand that our thoughts are simply choices that design our future and that we control it 100%. We can change. I've talked to you guys about this. Science has proven. The Bible talks about it. The mind cannot differentiate from fantasy and reality. What you feed your mind will take over if you don't do it right. Feed your mind with the real stuff, not the crappy stuff. You've got to develop the emotional courage. You've got to break out of the conditioning that you've had. And the only way to do that is to focus on the good stuff and move forward and say, I'm going to ask the right questions to myself. I'm going to break out of this. Number four, you've got to redesign your attitudes by displacement. See, everyone has some type of fear of failure. Lord, we all go through it, especially somebody like me that does all these videos all the time, the radio shows. I mean, I'm always getting bombarded by people that want to disagree with me. But you've got to do it. You've got to move forward. You've got to crank it. You've got to learn to displace your thoughts of rationalization with productive thoughts of emotional courage. I can be somebody. I can do this. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. See, you can exchange your thoughts of rationalization from productive thoughts to emotional courage. You can do that. All you have to do is rock the house. You rock it forward. You don't set back. You don't change. You've got to consciously practice 
the process of displacing every negative, crappy thought you, oh, I, I failed because I just hadn't studied enough. Now, that that's rational. Oh, yeah, I did. But no, that isn't real. The reality is you just didn't focus on the outcome, dadgummit. It wasn't about studying. If you want it bad enough, you'll go for it. And this time you are, you're going to make it happen. You're going to say today, my life is going to change. And the reason it's going to change is because I have the power of courage. I'm going to build my emotional courage to a level that it's never, ever been. And when you do that, the sky is the limit. You will not fail. You will only move forward. And that's the cool part right there. Man, this has been a great book. We've got two more chapters in here. We probably won't get to them. Next week, I'm at Catalyst. All week long, we probably will not have a radio show next week, but we will. You can listen to the archives. You can go over to the Home Business Radio Network where we have a brand new series going on. So listen to both. Crank it out. We will be back. But, folks, remember this. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.